Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hopwoody-Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty, Delady, so what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey once again. I have in my left hand the 7th of April 1984 uh, issue of Roy the Rovers. 22 pence it costs now. Went up recently. Uh, I like this cover because it doesn't have um, like a border around the outside, or usually there's a there's a band across the top where the Roy of the Rovers logo is. But mm. the, the entire picture, the entire cartoon takes up the whole of the page. Looks good. Looks modern. Yeah, I'm into it. So what's happening, Villa fans? It says. A call to action if you're a Villa fan. See Steve McMahon inside. So Steve McMahon is there on the centre pages, I guess, and the sign, please. There he is, a young Steve McMahon, looking every inch the uh, hard case. Oh, yeah. But 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 skillful hard case. Yeah, I, I, I actually don't remember Steve McMahon at Villa at all. I only really became McMahon aware when he transferred to Liverpool. Yeah. And then he was Everton as well, wasn't he? he yeah, maybe. Crossed the, the I think it, I think it's like he was one of those. I think I might be wrong about this. That he was one of those players who seemed to just be a, a, a job in like sort of top level, but a journeyman midfielder. And then suddenly Liverpool identified him and plucked him out of that, and that's when he became <clears> like an England international and a, a bit of a big deal. But before yeah. that, I think he'd just been keeping his head down and doing a decent job in midfield for Villa and Everton. He started at Everton, then went to Villa. Mm. In '83, he went to Villa. So um, that'll have been just before Everton started winning stuff. But yeah, right, and then he, he went. When, he, when the, he went to Liverpool, it was from that great Liverpool team in about '88 when yeah. they had Aldridge and Beardsley. Months they bought them all sort of at once, I think, didn't they? How and they did a big overhaul of the team, and and it was immediately yeah. brilliant. There was it no was, bedding uh, in time back then. Like no, was it eighty five? Eighty five. It was time for Liverpool, but he was the Everton captain. Right. And, oh, okay. Um, I'm probably wrong about him. I just didn't know him about him until he was at Liverpool. I think he's one of them players who, who was a players player. Where yeah. they'd all say, "Which take? Which player would you always have on your team with you?" They'd all say, "Like, oh, Steve McMahon." Yeah. He was or a right hard cunt, wasn't he? Unsung heroes. Mm. Yeah. Um, played for Liverpool till '91. Then he went to Manchester City, then '94. So he had 15 years really at pretty much top clubs. Mm. 
because uh, Man City will have been in the top league. And then he went to Swindon as player manager. I've got to say, he looks absolutely great in in the picture. And um, he really does, actually. He looks great in the picture. And the Villa kit that he's wearing is a fucking classic. That is a really good Villa kit. Yeah. Probably the greatest. It's got the blue V-neck. It's got those shadow stripes in it. Blue V-neck, claret body with shadow stripes. And... um, Blue panels underneath each armpit. Mm. Lovely. Graham, in 1991, when he was still at Liverpool, it says here on Wikipedia, Graham Sooners had now taken over as Liverpool manager and he immediately had some disagreements with some senior players, including McMahon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll bet, yeah. I'll bet he did. Yeah. In the end, Sooners brought in Michael Thomas and Paul Stewart, um, mm. who, of course, were nowhere near as good. He was playing for Sunderland for a bit, but come on, it was not as good. It wasn't as good as some of that. No, Roman was from a few years before. Top class. But anyway, played in Italian night, didn't he? Yeah, that's Steve McMahon for you. You know, West Ham have claret and blue kits. It's because, um, like back fucking whenever they were involved in a, there was some sort of sports day get together and they got involved in a running race with the with the liver with the villa players and the prize to the winner right. would be a full set of kits and villa were a bigger richer more established club and west ham was still starting out they were originally called thames ironworks and they played in white right. i think and uh west ham won the race and so villa had to give them a set of football kits oh really yeah a running race a running race yeah fucking hell you know how far the distance was? 18 miles. No, I don't know. I don't know. It was like a sprint, like a sports day or something. 100 metres. Yeah. Just a running race. There wasn't egg and spoon. There wasn't no, no, they race, just ran. Race. And the, the Cockneys <clears throat> beat the Brummies. And then they say, right, you've got to give us some of your lovely kits now. We ain't, all we've got to play in is rags. You lot have turned up here with some right good fucking rascal gear. Go on, give us some of that. So they gave it to him. And West Ham were like, right, that's our kit from now on. I'll have to try and remember because we talked about rags in a recent episode. Yeah, we did. And we've had some correspondence about rags, and yeah. the modern dear rag scene yeah. and rag acquisition. You can um, buy rags off Amazon. Crazy. Yeah. What a world. Well, well, we'll try and save it for Friday. Yeah. If I can remember. Anyway, back to this Royal Rovers thing. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Rag chat. Friday rag chat. <laughs> Britain's top rag podcast. <laughs> One of Britain's top rag podcasts. <laughs> Nominated for Ragcast of the Year. <laughs> so we've got, um, it says, both Melchester and Walford Rovers had reached the semi-finals of the FA Cup, but an injury had prevented Roy Race from playing against Walford in a prior league match. Joe Bellamy, the Walford captain and club cunt, had threatened to give Melchester a taste of what they could expect if the two clubs met in the final. So Roy is looking on um, with his brown jacket on. He's in the dugout there next to Taffy Morgan. Uh, Kenny Logan's running down the right-hand side. Uh, Melchester fans behind the goal. Kenny Logan's away! Away is in bold lettering. Um, If you're wondering why I emphasise that. Melchester have made the first break! Fucking hell. Uh, Joe Bellamy comes across and just goes right through Kenny Logan. Look at that. What a picture that is. 
Bellamy, his face is just consumed by hatred. It's one of the best pictures I've ever seen in Roy the Rovers. <laughs> he absolutely Logan. clatters him, and they've given up. They've splashed this picture right across the whole width of the page to give it maximum impact. Yeah. Not for Logan. long, Sonny. Funnily enough, it's quite a Steve McMahon type challenge. It is. Logan goes arse over tit. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oomph. oomph, he says. Uh, and Bellamy responds to the crowd saying, Manchester made the first break by saying, not for long, Sonny, as he ploughs into Logan. And then someone at the side shouts, that's the stuff, Joe, great tackle. And then Bellamy immediately stares down Roy in the dugout mm-hmm. and he's like kind of crouching in an aggressive stance <laughs> and he just says to Roy pity it wasn't you race but you knew what to expect when you came back to Walford that <laughs> injury in inverted commas came at just the right time didn't it He's uh, he Fuck doesn't that. actually do the sort of bunny ears thing with his fingers because no. that didn't exist back then in the 80s no. but um he, they've nevertheless written injury in quote marks, so he's obviously communicating the sort he of sarcasm it, somehow he has to said Roy. It with some sarcasm, yeah, mm. but such aggression. Bellamy's pumped right up for this. If only he'd been like oh, this when Roy you, was I hate you with every fibre of my body. Really, I never part. I never think about you at all. Sorry, what was your name again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it goes over onto the inside double page. Where the fuck is it? Can't find it. Oh my god, it's been stolen. Oh, there it is. Uh, Roy of the Rovers continued from front cover. Uh, Vic Guthrie, the Rovers central defender, reacted angrily. Brilliant. This is mm. as Griff Sinus would say. This is good. This is good. Vic, Vic Guthrie says, "Look at that creep, Bellamy, having a go at Roy. Creep." Yeah. <laughs> he's a creep, uh, creep. Uh, sit, look at him with his fucking moustache uh, oh, no. I'd like to rip right. that moustache clean off his face and eat it right in front of him look at that fucking <laughs> sex right, case Bellamy <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to roll it up and stick it up his cock hole <laughs> I'd like to Thick. smoke it and blow the smoke of it into his mother's face <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring his mum into it. Well, he started it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that creep Bellamy having a go at Roy, suggesting he was scared to play. <laughs> Steve Diller says, he knows darn well that Roy can't answer back. Well, I think Roy probably could. He yeah. sat there in the dugout. I choose not to. Um, it's a great dugout as well because it's below pitch level. Yeah, love it. So, like the Argentina 1978 World Cup dugout. That, that has to be the worst possible viewpoint you could have for yeah, watching a football match, surely. you don't know what match, the going on. You just see ankles. If so, you ever sat, like, front row or close up at, at a ground where you're, like, it's on the pitch, like Loftus yeah. Road, for instance, I've sat there and you, you just don't know what the hell's happening. Like, it's good because yeah. you can see and hear the players very vividly, but you don't know what's mm. going on from a tactical perspective, which is what I like. Do you know what a mate said to I me would, the other I, day? I had a mate, I'm embarrassed to tell you this, I had a mate who actually, actually, without any irony, and it took me a while to realise he wasn't being ironic, was moaning to me, unironically, 
that there was too many women pundits on men's TV these days, right? <laughs> and I right. thought he was joking because he was literally saying things like, well, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, it's box ticking, right? And I was like, yeah, ha, 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 thinking it was a joke. And then I was oh, no, he's not joking. And I went, what are you talking about? Why do you give a shit? And he went, well, I do give a shit. And I said, why? Why does it matter to you what gender? He goes, I'll tell you why. He said, when I'm watching a game, when I listen to the pundits, I like to be educated. <laughs> Obviously, I just started laughing when he said that, right? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, say if Alan Shearer is explaining to me how you stay on side when you're waiting to receive a pass. That, to me, is giving me his insight from his career, which was played at the very top level. But I'm not, I, I just don't feel that a woman pundit can offer me that kind of insight because she hasn't done it at that level. And I was like, I just was like, well, why do you care? Why? What do you mean? I said, you're 47 years old. What do you mean you want to be fucking educated by a football pundit? Get a fucking life. I said, they're only there to fucking fill the space as long as they're like articulate and fucking interesting. And who gives a fuck? You want to be educated. You're literally 47 years old. You're tuning in to have a man like Alan Shearer. I mean, all due respect what? to Alan Shearer, but I mean, fuck's sake, right? Alan Shearer, educate. I want to be educated about football tactics and how to stay on side. When has Alan Shearer ever explained about how to stay on side? I mean, but like... They just, they, all they do is they just say what's just happened, but they'll just repeat it and just tell you what you've just seen most of the time. So, you know, so what difference does it fucking make? And I tried to me. explain to him that, you know, it makes the sport more inclusive and women's football has thrived because we've started making it more inclusive and accessible to women by putting it. But he's just like, nah, nah. People just change things for the sake <clears> of changing them. And you just sit there and you think... I mean, I don't oh, have the energy change. to argue with people like that anymore. I just sort of feel disappointed yeah. in mankind. Yeah. <laughs> because... I, I, I'm, I, I was out on Saturday night with, <clears throat> with a few pals and acquaintances and mm. there was one fella who was kind of going down that same route. But it's uh, so boring. Uh, Anti-walk tirade. Oh, yeah. And, and I when just they thought, do that, oh, you've turned I'm, into one of them. The main thing is that I think, like, with this mate, he does that sort of stuff quite a lot. And the main thing is, I think, you've got no excuse to be this unimaginative in your opinions, right? Mm. There is, what you what you are doing is regurgitating tedious fucking one note, easy peasy, boring fucking barroom wisdom, right? That you've seen on Facebook. That you've seen on Facebook. It's just something for you to get uptight about, which doesn't fucking, which is completely invented by people. And, you know, it's fine. You don't have to agree with me on anything, but at least have something imaginative to say for me to disagree with. Like this bloke, university educated, actually very privileged life throughout his whole life, refuses right. emphatically to empathise with anyone who hasn't had the exact same life experience as his. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is bad enough, whatever sort of life experience you've had. But if you've been lucky enough to have quite a privileged one, then I think it's even more incumbent upon you to make the effort to have empathy and understand how things might be different for other people. But, you know, people are just like happy to just go, well, that's not how life has been for me. And therefore, I'm not going to tolerate anyone saying it's been different for them. Um, I mean, it could be argued that some of the women pundits are actually better than the men because the, the onus is on them to almost prove themselves. Yeah. Because of arseholes like him. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, in the World Cup, some of the best ones were were, were the women. Easily. I tell you a, what, oh, I've heard some great ones. Was, there, was, oh. there was one, I think she was a South African player. I can't remember her name now, but she was fucking brilliant. I've, I've oh, heard some yeah. really great ones, and unfortunately, I can't remember all of their names, but I've heard lots of during the World Cup and was thinking, fucking hell, this is like better. This is more interesting, more insightful, less lazy. But I yeah. did notice that um, one of them made a couple of like tiny kind of minimal faux pas. I think, you know, there was some yeah, sort yeah, of like... Yeah. And, and the thing is about it, is that first of all, the only people respond to that, it's like so Lampard to respond to them. Mm. Ah, she's made a mistake. Yeah, she said something one, wrong. Yeah. But the other thing is, is that I was remembering when I was a kid, male pundits did that constantly and Coleman Balls from Private Eye was celebrated and they would release books of stupid yeah. fucking meaningless things that f- famous football pundits had said. And books would be released, they'd be bestsellers, and those pundits would continue mm. to be employed again and again and again. No one would try to... And people would laugh and say how funny that they said, which is co- the correct response. No one would go, it's a disgrace. They are stealing a living. Get them off the fucking box. That's my license free money. They'd just laugh and go, that's funny. Sometimes people yeah. slip up and say silly things. Ha ha. But when it's a woman, it's like, mm. get her off my fucking screen. Yeah. A lot of rage out there, isn't there? A lot of rage, a lot of misogyny. Um, uh, Joe Bellamy's probably the poster boy for her. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. So Roy sat in the dugout with Bellamy fucking just ripping into him. Um, and then Stephen Ellis says, he knows darn well that Roy can't answer back. <laughs> Blackie Gray comes over, takes charge. All right, you two, pack it up. Uh, Vic says, but Blackie, let's concentrate on scoring goals and leave the verbals to Bellamy. <laughs> Very satisfying word there to be said in Scouse accent, verbals. Verbals. Verbals, that's what we call it where I'm from. Verbals is a <laughs> word for talking trash. <laughs> but as the cunning Joe picked up a loose ball moments later, look at these stunts. He's almost in a crouching position with the ball at his feet and he's got a demonic grin right across his face. He's fucking lost it here. This is ridiculous. He's thinking, I'm getting to Rovers. Super brat already. Now, let's really stir him up. 
Bellamy's going to have a fucking aneurysm here. Uh, and Bellamy has the ball at his feet and the entire speech bubble is in bold lettering. So the whole thing is just intensity. And he just shouts, Better run for your life, Guthrie! Mr. Superstar Race can't come to your rescue now! Fucking hell. Fucking hell. And <laughs> Vic, Vic's got his socks rolled halfway down his his legs towards his ankles. And he shakes his fist and he goes, Why you? And he just fucking plows into Joe Bellamy. Takes the ball and the man. Bellamy goes, Ah! <laughs> Look at the next fucking picture, Sam. <laughs> Bellamy is in what you could describe as the fetal position. <laughs> rolling around on the turf. And he's saying, Ah! Machine! Ah! <laughs> He's absolutely buckled immediately at the first sign of anything getting dished back out to him. Uh, Super Brat has done him. Have that, cunt. Um, Next time I'll be back for your moustache. Yeah. <laughs> Better shave it off now while you got a chance. Uh, of course, there's the crowd. Bellamy's rolling on the ground, howling with agony. I can't see why. Guthrie's tackle looked fair enough to me. And we look on, but Guthrie's getting booked. And Roy's watching it, and he says, but the ref's booking him. Vic's been punished for his past reputation. That's what happens. That's what happened to Lee Catamull when he was at Sunderland. <laughs> He'd get booked on reputation every week. Mm, Julian Dix used to get a lot of that. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Taffy says, that's exactly what Bellamy was hoping would happen. <laughs> so, over the page. Now what? Uh, Vic was still complaining as a direct free kick was awarded to Walford. Uh, <laughs> the Melchester players are trying to line up their wall and Vic is just raging at them. <laughs> it's like it's like a long, a long distance drawing. And all you can see is like a tiny Vic and he's got those hand movement lines next to his arms because he's just punching the air, uh, shouting, he's crazy, anyone could say I played the ball. Uh, one of his teammates says, Vic, forget it, get in the wall. Wall, always in inverted commas. Close the gap. But Vic doesn't, doesn't get there in time. Shot comes in uh, and it's in the back of the net straight past Charlie Carter oh it's not fucking Joe Bellamy that scored it is it I think it is the wall's an absolute mess and whoever takes and also Charlie Carter's a mess because he gets a hand to it but lets it go straight through and also the kick if you look at the body position of whoever took it whether it was Bellamy or someone else is an absolute fucking toe punt (laughs) it's yeah and it's a seven man wall and there's a gap and they're all in the standing middle about there, a foot between them all. <laughs> yeah, with their legs apart. <laughs> so, yeah, we got to work uh, on that. But Blackie, yeah. remind us to work a bit on walls during the week. I thought they this again? idea that we should start getting someone to lie down behind the wall to to <laughs> stop to counteract I, the low the low one. I, Don't be fucking do stupid, you mad bastard! Can I do that, Roy? I like the smell of the grass. <laughs> I want to lie down like a little sausage dog, Roy. It, it reminds me of being a little boy playing in the fields. <laughs> I love it. Uh, sometimes I get down really low and try to spy the worms in their homes. 
<laughs> Fuck's sake. No, there'll be no lying down. <laughs> this isn't Spain. It's not Spanish football. Stay, stay on your fucking feet. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's in the back there. Bellamy is celebrating, but it's hard to tell whether it was in the score. I'm not sure it was. Um, but he, well, Bellamy. Bellamy's hard man image is just shattered here because he uses the the tried and tested arseholes phrase. Wahoo! <laughs> and he shouts, Wahoo! Cop that, Melchester! Fans, you should have stayed at Walford Racy. Who needs him now, anyway? Fuck off. <laughs> but then, this is, what the fuck? We see Roy. Oh, my in God. In the dugout. And he's got Nat Gosden sitting next to him. Who uh, I haven't says, seen for years, and I years. think has had a hair transplant in Turkey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the teeth. Yeah. Um, uh, Roy says, that does it. You better get warmed up, Nat. Right, all right, <laughs> says mm. that guy. Oh, it's been well, a while, right, but I'll give it a best shot. I thought he'd be like play a coach or something, but no, he's, he's, he's on the bench. Ah, moments later, as Walford won a throw in, uh, crowd member substitution, <laughs> substitution, exclamation mark, flag kick, substitution, races pulling off Guthrie and sending on Granddad Gosden. Uh, Bellamy delivers a killer line. He's got, he's got rid of a brat and replaced him with a gnat. <laughs> Tumbleweed. There's more where that came from as well. <laughs> Bam! And, enjoy your chicken in a basket. I'll be back later on with another 20 <laughs> minutes. Go on, Joe. Long one. Chuck it straight into the girl mouth. Um, It's a good job, Bellamy's taking it, or the ball would go straight into his mouth. Someone shouts. <laughs> oh, says Joe. He might be slightly confused by it. Um, and Gosden stood there in front of him with his <laughs> with arms because it's really weird. Stern faced. Yeah. Uh, and he says, They couldn't throw a football the length of a cricket pitch, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Royce deployed a stern northern codger. <laughs> Yeah. A, st- a stern Yorkshireman. Yeah. <coughs> Get on there, Nat. <laughs> Undo him with your words. <laughs> Get inside his knot, Nat. <laughs> and Bellamy says, Oh, yes, you just you just watch this, Grandad. That's page three. We go over to the fourth page of four later in the issue. What's on the page next? Let's have a quick look. It's a goalmouth incident between George Riley and Joe Corrigan. Uh, Brighton, no, sorry, Watford versus Brighton. Oh, is Joe Corrigan playing for Brighton at this point? Or maybe a different Corrigan, don't know. A Watford goal has been requested by Kyle Turner anyway, so there it is. And he's probably got three quid for that. Anyway, onwards, continued from Colour Pages, as the infuriated Joe heaved with all his strength, and he does, he does the hardest throw he could possibly do. Uh, but it's come out of his hands and it's kind of bounced off the top of his head. And he goes, oh, um, crowd. It's squirted out of his hands. <laughs> Where's that going? Nah, it looks like a foul throw to me. This should have been called as a foul throw, but it hasn't. Straight to Neville Jones. 
and Neville Jones gets the ball. Uh, Blackie's running into space. Uh, Knock it on, Nev! Shouts Blackie, which he does. And Blackie Gray hits it first time into the path of Rob Richards, who's running into the box on the right-hand side. Go for it, Rob! And Rob does, left foot, first time. Back of the net. Oh, yes, great goal. Melchester have squared it. We've really got a game on now. And um, Taffy says to Roy, uh, thanks to your verbal strategy, Roy. I don't know what kind of accent that was, but I apologise. So this was was Roy's verbal strategy. Remember, he's off his face, though, to be fair to him. He is. Yeah, it's ecstasy, isn't it? I I had a feeling that old Nat was the lad to play Bellamy at his own game. Well, I thought Vic Guthrie had already done that, but he picked the booking up, didn't he? Trouble is, Nat has to face himself. No, sorry. Nat has to pace himself these days. He's a second-half player normally. I wouldn't hmm. dream of bringing him on this early in the game. If Bellamy calms down enough to realise that, we've only got ten and a half men, he could still grab the points for Walford. Fuck. Will Gosden die? Hard to tell. <laughs> so there we are. He uh, might die, week. but if he doesn't, I think we could get something out of this game. <laughs> we'll get a point out of it, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be happy with a point and no death. No deaths, yeah. It might finish his career, but that'll be all right because that's coming anyway. Next week, Bellamy blows his top. If he dies, we can probably claim fever. some insurance as it happens, so uh, it's a win <laughs> yeah. double. If, if he dies on the pitch, we get a payout. I set up that insurance policy myself. I was thinking ahead. Technically, it doesn't go to the club, it goes to me, but, you know. <laughs> it's a weird workaround. It actually goes to a shell company in Gibraltar. <laughs> but it ends it's up in my pocket. As, uh, it's a consultancy company that I've set up, so it's sort of Melchester-related. <laughs> Nat is but actually... Is. Nat, I squared it with Nat by making him co-owner, but the daft bastard <laughs> doesn't realise the payout doesn't come unless he's dead and I inherit everything. <laughs> So that's that's that. Uh, more for next week. Find out what happens. Mark set a ten for that. Ten. Ten. Yeah, I'll give it a ten as well. It's a ten. Really it was it. a ten as soon as I saw that huge tackle, the drawing of fucking like Bellamy <laughs> clattering. What's his name? Um, yeah, Gosden wasn't the Bellamy it? No, not Gosden. Showdown. Yeah, it's just it's higher in impact. And if you look at the space, the face of Joe Bellamy in the final frame as they're gearing us up for next week, he is contorted in rage. He almost looks like he's had a stroke. <laughs> it's superb. <laughs> right, okay, that back with more next time. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.